0: The following is a Stick Boy We Talk production.
1: The following contest is scheduled for one fall.
0: I am the man. If you're the man of the rock talking! roll, the best there is
1: Welcome to the One Fall Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Johnson, and today it's a good week in pro wrestling. At least I feel like it's a good week in pro wrestling. Since we've been on our little hiatus, uh, there's been a lot of stuff that's happened in pro wrestling, both good and bad. But I want to focus today solely on the good. So we're not going to touch on Ring of Honor, we're not going to touch on uh, the releases in WWE, or really some of the choices in WWE. Right now, I really just want to put my focus on AEW, and how happy I was uh, watching last night's Dynamite. And of course, I'm joined by one of the, the co-hosts on the show, Morton. Morton? Yeah, get- you get told me
0: Morton. You know, it's alright, you get it wrong, but that's okay. It's Martin, Ah. but that's okay. It's, uh, I'm, I'm, I won, I won the G1 again this year. We didn't, yes. Uh, Yes, Uh, We did not. I don't think we've been on since then. So, uh, let's get that out there. The futurist is back. I, uh, I made the correct prediction on who was the finals and, uh, through that one. And, uh, you know, um, what can I say? Uh, it's good to be me. <laughs> it it certainly is.
1: And and I mean I haven't won at all. So you've won. Josh has won. I'm still winless. I'm I've won three. J- <sighs> yes, that's right, you've won three. Oh, this is already a taxing. Alright, that's <laughs> it for the show. The good news has ended. I'm going home.
0: I didn't so, see the latest. Uh, what was a power struggle that uh, that they had? I hear that was a hell of an event that New Japan has. I still got to go back and watch that.
1: I uh, I definitely do as well. I uh, I definitely have not seen it, but I just I'm so behind on stuff. I've been so busy lately. It it's hard to can of keep.
0: You know what? Just having just twelve hours of AEW alone a month is a big commitment <laughs>
1: yes it is
0: that alone and, and i know that's your number one focus right now as it is mine you know and then i, tr- I try and fit into some other stuff in between but but it's it's I, I do think that there is one of the things i think we're seeing in the ratings is just a uh a a oversaturation in the market of of rustling but uh you know the product itself at aaw is so damn good
1: And that's that's where our focus is. Full gear 2021. We're absolutely going to run down the card, but I would be remiss if we did not talk about a hell of a dynamite. I loved this episode. I had a smile on my face like a kid. I was having a blast. Dante Martin and Lee Moriarty was fantastic. Like those two could wrestle for 30 minutes and I think I would enjoy every last second of it. Leo Rush looked good. Dax Hardwood is, is a, could legit be a single star. I think he was, it really speak to how he works in Ring. Pac, we all know what Pac is in Ring. Uh, and Don Callis likes to add goatees to his face when he pretends to be a camera operator. So I was very disappointed by his camera work. You never walk in front of the shot kid. <laughs>
0: You know, as uh, soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh, that's odd. That that's not the camera that we're seeing." But I didn't put it together.
1: I was like, "That's callous. That's callous." The minute I saw someone walk in front of the camera, I was like, "No way! They it, I'd be really disappointed if they hired some bushly camera operator that walked in front of the shot." I was like, "We were meant to see it. It's callous." And sure enough, it was that tiny piece of shit. <laughs>
0: But, uh yeah, I didn't quite love the Dynamite as, as, at the same level as you, but, again, it was a very enjoyable show. Um It did a really good job, I think, of promoting the pay-per-view and, and getting things over. So, uh, you know, that was the job of the show.
1: Yes, and I think, like I was reading, I was going through the threads on Reddit, and just people are excited. Like, people are genuinely hyped for what they're about to see, and I'm like, that... Is a really good sign of where your company is at. And I mean, the, the amount of times they name drop Okada. I was just like, please, please <laughs> give me the coin drop. That's all I want. Chaos. I just, I just, and bring Yano, bring Ishii, Ishii and Miro.
0: Oh just man, to, that'd be great.
1: That'd be five star match i call it right now. That'd be a five
0: star match. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we know how good Ishii is. We both have so much respect for that guy. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's interesting. You know, I didn't think about it as being a hint. You know, I was so more thinking about, uh, you know, the Bobby Fish, Adam Cole thing and what is that hinting towards? <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a fun show on Saturday. It is a Saturday night this time, isn't
1: it? Yep, it is. It this is a be, Saturday.
0: This will be the
1: second time I will have a gang, a gang of friends over to watch it. And I'm really excited because it just the last time I had people over to watch this was for All Out, and that was a really fun experience. And this one is going to be a different group of people, but it's, it, it's just... You didn't the, invite it, me. You're you're always welcome to come by. I,
0: I have a, I have plans. Just the bait and switch. <laughs> you're, just, you're just Vincent Kennedy McMahon, aren't you? Ah, uh, so that's more like Vince Russo. Swerve. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got I have someplace I, got I can watch it already, but but uh, I love the fact that in the states it's available in, in uh, movie theaters. That's awesome. Oh, that's great. I fucking love it. Yeah. That's Man, fantastic. I,
1: I'm just, I'm jazzed. I'm jazzed for Saturday. And they still
0: have another hour of live television to get you excited. And make no doubt there's going to be some something explosive right before the pay-per-view here that we still haven't seen yet. And uh, I think the most explosive thing so far is clearly the Punk and Kingston promo battle last Friday. So uh, we which got an incredible amount of views on YouTube. Which um, oh. is great promotion for the pay per view. So uh, let's see. I mean, uh, I think Friday is going to be a lot of fun too.
1: So I, I'm, I'm, i I'm loving the AEW train. Like I just, I'm all on board. I've got the merch. I'm, I'm ready to fucking go. I'm, i really <laughs> enjoyed. It. And AEW is definitely. De- Pardon? To quote Daniel Bryan, "Let's fucking go." And let's, and speaking of going, I think we've got 10 matches on the card, so I think we should start running them down. What do you say?
0: I think we better.
1: Uh, let's start off with the pre-show match. Right now we've got Nyla Rose versus Jamie Hader. Uh, Nyla Rose and Jamie Hader taking on Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa in a tag match. What are your thoughts? Where are they headed? Where is the TBS title going to land?
0: Well, first off, I think it's, I thought that the TV, I thought for sure that the pre-show was going to be Matt Hardy and Orange Cassidy and that was I moved to a lumberjack match on Friday. So I thought that it's very interesting that they put this on ahead of that on a pay-per-view. Uh, but that's a good main event for Friday though, uh, still. So, um I think it's going to be, I mean, Thunder Rosa's way over and Sheeta's over and, uh, you know, I just think it'll be a fun match. I, I always like the way Sheeta and, and, uh, Rose worked together most of the time, and, uh, I, I expect to, it to be a fast paced tag team match and, um, probably go close to 15 minutes. Uh, you know, it, it, I, I feel like every time I've seen the pre show matches for AEW pay per views, it makes me want to see the pay per view. Whereas that's not always the case with other companies. Sometimes, it, sometimes they're, they're not very exciting and they're very short. And it doesn't get you hyped for the pay per view the way it's supposed to. I think this will do a good job of getting you hyped.
1: Yeah, and I think that's I think that's the key with a pre show match. You get you get some people that are a little wishy washy. They see the match, they see someone like Sheeta, they see Thunder Rosa, they see the promo packages, and they go,
0: "Hey, I'm invested. I'll give them my fifty two dollars." Is right now or will soon be the uh, is the best female roster. And wrestling now belonging to AEW. Um, not quite yet.
1: I mean, WWE still. I'd say they have the deepest female roster right now in North America. I can't speak. For if a you company. include
0: NXT, if you include NXT, I think you could say that. But if you're looking just at the main roster, it's getting pretty thin. Well, no, I mean AEW. I think is the deepest. Oh, sorry. Oh, a- sorry. Th- I thought
1: you said. I might have. I may
0: have tripped over my words. It's very possible. I might have heard you wrong, but. Uh, You're saying AEW is the deepest. You're saying though the top stars in WWE is still bigger? They are bigger. Are they better? Maybe. Probably. But uh, I just look at, I think that the overall division right now in AEW, I mean, think of where they were and all the, all the, uh, you know, all, all the negative press they were getting about their women's division when they launched just two years ago. And look at where they are now. And if they add somebody like Ember Moon, uh, you know, it would be just that much better.
1: Oh, yeah. And uh, you look at it, and, oh, yeah. and that's where you look at someone like Sheeta. She definitely deserves a ton, a ton of credit for uh, carrying the division. I don't think she gets enough credit that uh, Moxley got when he carried them through uh, the pandemic, but Sheeta really carried that division during the pandemic and when things were really thin. Uh, and I mean, you just see it. Like, you, you start going through it, the women's division. They have, uh, Ruby Soho, Sheeta, Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, Jay, Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb, who is
0: incredible
1: in Ring. And. Yeah. Uh, Ty
0: Conti's grown a lot. And know? that's the
1: thing. She was so stale in WWE, and she's very stagnant in her growth. And then she comes over here, and you just see a burst of growth from her. Anna Jay is another name that yeah, you're seeing constant growth from. There's, yeah. And I'm sure there are plenty of other women that I'm forgetting still
0: Rio, who might be the best of all of them. You and, know, Rio, and we don't ever see Rio, uh it seems, on Dynamite. But uh, she's a regular on Dark. But she's super popular. She's a great worker.
1: Yeah, and I think that's someone that they can start tapping into down the line. Yeah, uh, I hope so. Also,
0: I just need to make note of this, but it's amazing she isn't in the uh, the TBS title tournament, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it it's very stacked. Like you look at the the
0: battles that they've got going in the next round, and it's like these are gonna be yeah, there's gonna be mean, some tougher calls. But- Rio is not getting a, a world title shot, and she isn't in that tournament. I thought it was, I thought is that that's interesting.
1: I'm curious to see what uh, what the plan is, but I feel like they'll they will use her again. I, I like hope she, so.
0: I hope it isn't that Tony Khan doesn't see in her what uh, what Kenny Omega did earlier.
1: Yeah,
0: it's clearly He's, Kenny Omega had a lot more say then in uh, in the women's division.
1: I uh, I certainly hope that they 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 go back to her because I think she absolutely deserves to be uh, featured in that way. Uh, she was a
0: great first champion, didn't last long, but she was doing great. Yeah. So anyway.
1: She, uh, she definitely did well ratings-wise, uh, she connected with the audience. It all worked. There was nothing wrong with what Riho brought to the table. Uh, I, uh, just, just as a side note, just my one, probably my one side tangent, but, uh, Cornette had some very disparaging remarks about Sheeta. I'm not gonna repeat what he said, uh, but, screw Cornette, like, I, I, I heard and I read... Some You'll of have things. to tell me
0: off-air then, because I didn't hear about it. Yeah, he... he then said, again, I, I, I've I gone from really loving Cornette to not being able to... When I see him on YouTube, the clips, or whatever, I just... I just... Even if he's talking about something that I know I'll agree with, I just can't click on them anymore. It's just...
1: It's, it's garbage. It's garbage. It's horrible things he said. Uh, and we'll talk about it off-air. Uh, but... You know, this is the kind of thing that I think hurts women's divisions when you've got – Well, I know he,
0: he said – what was it he said about Allen Angels, Allen 5 Angels, that he looked like a, uh eighth grader taking on Kenny Omega. I thought that was a dick move. Just
1: – just he he causes – he festers more hate online, and
0: it's just yeah, not – What, the guy's not so, supposed to uh, – just because the guy uh, genetically is short, he's not supposed to – uh, you know, try and reach his dream, go to hell. Yeah. Anyways. Screw,
1: screw Cornette. Uh, we're back on track now, as we should be, but I want to make sure I got that in there. Uh, looking through, let's go with the match that was just recently added, and we've got Pac and Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson taking on Malachi Black on and on Andrade El Idolo. What do you think of the build? Where do you think they're headed with this? What do you think of the pairing of some NXT guys seem to be working together?
0: Yeah, it's I hadn't actually thought of it that way. Um, yeah, that's a good point. It, it's a very I think it's a very interesting. I mean, they got to tie together. Right now, the thing that ties together Black and uh, and Andrade is not in the company. She's working for WWE. You know. And, and that's the connection between the two of them. So I don't know how they tie that in properly. Uh, it was just something they need to do. Uh, it was very interesting on Friday. Cody got loud Cody chants on Wednesday. Sorry. When he came down, he got loud Cody chants. Um, you know, facing Andrade, I think is good for Cody, who's been, uh, you know, getting the wrong reactions. Um, team with Pac is good for him. It also, uh i feel like the, the too fast too fuego thing is definitely good for him as a baby face uh, i think people like that and they're going to like that so um yeah uh as far as the match and the build it's good individual builds on individual feuds as teams it's not quite there but uh at least they been. we've seen uh you know kind of the uh, i don't know if you want to call it the house of black or andrade's you know army or whatever you want to call it uh, but we've seen at least uh, some interesting relationships develop.
1: Yes. Uh, I mean, if if I'm going to pick the winner for this match, uh, I, I would go with Black and Andrade. I think them getting a win on a pay-per-view would be a really nice thing. Pac got the win Wednesday. I think you can afford to have these guys take a loss.
0: Yeah, I Pac know- also beat on the Friday night when they had that banger of a match. That was one of the best, maybe the like right up there for best AEW matches of the year on Rampage. where like three weeks ago, Pac actually got the win there too, clean, which was pretty surprising.
1: I I, I definitely can think the baby faces are gonna take a loss, and maybe this leads to something more with Cody. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see, but I'm I really what's your take him? on Cody? Should he turn? Do you think he should turn? He's very much in that area where the crowd's mixed on him. And it really seems to depend on which city they're in. Uh, what reaction he gets. Cause like you said, he got a big pop and he got loud Cody chant. So it's, you're kind of, it's a little bit of a gamble in some ways. I think you'd probably turn him.
0: I, I mean, probably... I, I agree. Like, uh, I think the thing about it is, there's such money in a good heel. There's so few good heels that the crowd really boos and really wants to boo. Like they boo Kenny Omega, but nobody hates Kenny Omega. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> Except for Jim Cornette. Nobody hates Kenny Omega. Who's watching AEW regular, but they boo him and they boo the Young Bucks cuz that's their role. But it's and and cuz they they like the other guys. They like Daniel Bryan and Jungle Boy and these people, right? So but nobody hates Kenny Omega. No. Um, the only person that they hate, I mean, people, I think it's less than it once was, but people hate Roman Reigns, I think still, so. And more than that, MJF. No. I think he really turns people off. I think it's real heat. I think there's such money, and it's so rare to get real heat. And I think Cody could is a heel. And so I, I definitely think he turn him.
1: Yeah. I, and I mean, him turning on Pac would be... Uh... A good way to, uh, kind of launch things off because I think Pac is liked by the crowd. Uh, Mm -hmm. I really liked, I really liked when he came out. I think it was him that came out and made the save and he did the Andrade, uh, the black sit in the ring and flip them off and was just, just looked like a real bastard in the ring. And I was like, this is great. This is the epitome of his character.
0: Yeah, he gets his character, that's for sure.
1: Uh, Moving along, next we've got a Trios Falls Count Anywhere match. We have the Super Click, Adam Cole, and the Young Bucks. And definitely the era is not disputed at all for the Super Click and the Elite. Taking on Christian Cage, and the Jungle Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus. Who wins? What have you thought of this match? Uh, the build for this match?
0: I think the build for this has been really good. I mean, the uh... The crowd is, the crowd isn't to everybody, you know. Um, everybody here is getting a good reaction. So, uh, yeah, as far as the build, I think it's good. I think, uh, you see, obviously, I think Bobby Fish gets involved and helps, helps the super click win. And, uh, that is probably the right move. They should go over. Um, you know, interesting to see who would take the pin. I would put it on Christian Cage, but we'll see. But, uh, yeah, um, I expect a. I expect the. It's going to be one of those matches where it's just constantly cutting from one action sequence to the next because it's going to be everybody brawling in different sections of the arena. But, uh, it should be a lot of fun.
1: Absolutely. I, I think the Bucks are the best tag team. Well, oh, no question. I think they've been the best tag team for the last five years, four or five no, years. that's
0: FDR, but
1: they are. And, uh,. I look at them and I go, this is, you see the box, Adam Cole's no slouch in the ring. So you know that this is, I think this is going to work well. Uh, I think Jungle Boy's come a, uh, come a decently long way. Uh, I think there's still growth for him, but I really like some of the stuff I saw from him uh, in his match on Dynamite. I thought he has some really nice transitions. I thought the way he moved was getting better. I think he's really grown as a performer. And I think just being around guys like the super click and Christian cage are just going to help him develop more and more.
0: Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. He's one of those guys who was green as hell when he came into the company. The more he rustles, more he's on TV, the better he's going to get. He's like they say, he's just about to turn 24. That's crazy to me. And he's one of the pillars. He's one of the pillars and he's a lot older than Dante Martin. That's crazy. I
1: I, I definitely think if you want to have a subset of pillars, Dante Martin, Daniel Garcia, and uh, Lee Moriarty, and Ricky Starks are another four guys that you look at and you go, "There's a lot of there's a lot of potential there."
0: Oh, absolutely. They I wonder how big. old Ricky. How old is Ricky Starks?
1: I believe he's twenty seven, twenty eight. Okay. So I think I think he's got a bright. Future. Oh, there's so many bright futures in AEW. It's great. I love it. Uh, who wins this uh, trios match?
0: Oh, I already said uh, the Super Click wins because of Bobby Fish.
1: I uh, I I agree. I think that. So now with Bobby Fish and Adam Cole, baby, interacting, does does that give a nice indication to the audience that expect a third member of Undisputed Era to potentially show up?
0: I think it does. I think that's definitely what's being set up. I would not expect. Um I, I think Adam Cole is going to stick with the Elite, but I think you'll see um a side tag team that is affiliated with but not official members of the uh of the Elite in um in Red Dragon. Okay. Um I wonder if you have a Red Dragon and then you have an American Dragon at the same time, but uh you know come up with another name. I mean, even the music that uh, Bobby Fish uses was also Kyle O'Reilly's music at one point, right? So uh yeah, I, I think that's definitely I think you're gonna see them teaming again. And uh you know why not? Uh it, it's clearly it's it's scary to be part of NXT if you're if you're a Kyle O'Reilly right now. Yes. So you know absolutely. it seems it seems logical.
1: And the the thing that I, I look at uh we very well could see Adam Cole turn on the
0: whole elite. Penny and possible. the box. it's and, possible, and yeah, they would be they and he would be the heel, and they'd be the faces. Yeah, and I mean the thing is,
1: you you just go back to BTE, you go back to BTE, and he's like, you don't have to mention it, but you can mention it on BTE. He's like, you, you all murdered me, you murdered me, you yeah. sent me packing. And even if you don't want to go into the murder angle, they kicked him out of the the bullet club.
0: That's right. That's right. So you
1: easily call him that history. And you can go. You guys kicked me out of Bullet Club. I uh, I wanted to get close, nice and close, and make sure you guys had nothing. I I could see
0: Cole playing a small role in. Yeah, you're making Cole the babyface. Me, actually, that's interesting. I thought the other way around, but now I'm thinking you're right. Cole could be the babyface. I'm really curious to see. I. It, I'm really
1: curious to how this all plays out. It's a really, really exciting time to be a pro wrestling fan. And we're forgetting the steam of it all is he could be in this company and there could be a new version of Mount Rushmore formed. Like there's a lot. There's endless possibilities with AEW and I love it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Chugging along here, we have hit three matches so far. Uh, so we'll go with the next match being the Inner Circle versus Man of the Year and American Top Team. What have you thought? This build has been, uh, a little bit more blasted online as being a little bit weaker. Uh, what have you thought of this build and what, do you, what are you looking for for the guys from, uh, American Top Team?
0: Well, I think Dan Lambert's a fantastic promo. And I think he might actually, when I say, you know, it's not real heat, I think his heat is actually pretty legit. Uh, the guy is clearly a huge wrestling fan, but, uh, he knows his role. He, he's the, uh, he's, he does, he uses the cornetisms to, uh, to get the right kind of heat. Um, yeah, I mean, it's very interesting whether or not he does pin Chris Jericho cause they've set that up. I almost think that he will. Um, but the obvious answer is that he's the guy who gets pinned. It depends on whether or not they're gonna keep this going. It feels like this is the, the blow off, so you know, uh, it's I'm not quite sure who's gonna win.
1: I'm I I'm not quite sure. I you know the one thing that I really like in all of this is I think Paige Van Van Zant? Van Zant.
0: It wasn't there Wednesday, unfortunately.
1: I think she's a star. I think she's a star, and said he quite likes her uh I think he, if you can find a way to get her to kind of do some uh maybe training, get her going as a wrestler, I think that would be a great thing for your company um, it's It's gonna be interesting to see what happens uh I'm also really interested to see how Junior dos Santos looks because man. That guy looked like a kid in Christmas time when he had his match, his first match on AEW, and I think that just speaks to just how much fun he's having, and it just seems like all these people are having a blast right now. Uh, I think the build has been so-so. Uh, I feel like this is the blow-off, so I'm gonna go with Inner Circle and give them the the win.
0: All right, and I'm going with the American Top Team. Uh,
1: it's it's good. Well, it's just a shame we don't have Josh here to break the tie. Uh, the well, fifth
0: that's match. A, it's just that's the sentence that's never been said before. It's just a shame we don't have Josh here. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I'm 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 sure he
1: appreciates the sentiment. Your sentiment more mine. Uh, we're gonna go with. And you know what? This is the match we'll go with. We'll go with uh Darby Allen and MJF. We talk about the two pillars of AEW, two of the four pillars. Who gets this win? Who needs it more? What's this match
0: going to look like? <sighs> that, it's going to be a really good match. It's going to be a rustling match. I have no doubt about it. It's going to be a really good rustling match. Very good. That I, That I'm sure about. Who goes over? I go back and forth and back and forth on this. And part of it is, much like we haven't gotten to it yet, but much like the Miro versus Daniel Bryan, you almost get a hint of who could be, uh, the, who wins this, could set up who is going to win the main event between Omega and Hangman. Um, so I, you know, like if Hangman wins, then MJF should go over. If if, if Omega is winning, then Darby Allen should go over. Um so yeah, it's it's really up in the air. Uh, if I was to make a guess, I I think MJF is going over. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm I. Spoiler alert! I'm full board on the Hangman train. So, yep, MJF, you get that win because I want to see MJF versus uh, Hangman Page. Uh, I I do think it was rather interesting. They gave Wardlow a match on. Um, a w and he did something babyface like i felt like with doing the continuous power bombs and the crowd wanting one more and just feeding into the crowd that can't sit well well it
0: did they did chant one more and he's he did quit eventually but he did he did give them a few a heel wouldn't give them nothing so i feel like well they're setting something well i think they have been it's been for a long time and it's starting to come to a head recently and uh what Wardlow said when he was like, You didn't have to say what you didn't have to say that about me, MJF, or whatever he said backstage to MJF. So plus MJF and and the whole F T R thing seeming to go with uh Andrade and I'm I'm wondering if the pinnacle isn't falling apart pretty quick.
1: Yeah, it feels it feels like they're kinda evaporating. Sean
0: Spears is now, you know, the uh what is it? He's the buddy of Wardlow, keeping an eye on him. I mean, yeah, they're definitely setting something up. Yeah, uh,
1: but the the thing is, I think MJF is going to be just fine without the Pinnacle. I don't think I don't think losing he the pinnacle he can get real heat. He can get real heat, and I think maybe they realized that at one point. They're like, well, the guy can get heat regardless. So, and I I do think long long term booking. I could see a match between MJF and Hangman and Wardlow being a thing that costs. Uh, and it would involve the the diamond ring, the one that Hangman uh, lost to MJF the first time. So you get People,
0: long-term storytelling. There is an argument for MJF to take the loss here because he can get his heat back because he is such a good speaker. You know. Oh, and he,
1: he it wouldn't take much. He would no. be. It really depends on how how other match how you're booking other matches in terms of baby face heel and how you want how how you're pacing the show as well. It sounds like it's going to be 4 hours, so that's what we're going to expect.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so, we've hit the halfway point here. We've got five other matches. I believe it's five. Yes, we've got five other matches to go through. But before we get to those five matches, I'm giving the floor to Morton to talk about something very important to him, and I'm going to shut up and just listen.
0: Oh well, this is uh my opportunity, I guess to do a little plug for something, and I appreciate you giving me the time, Joel, to do this uh because it is very important to me um myself and uh the co founder Brett Monroe of We talk Podcasts. I've been working for the last five years and put in uh numerous hours countless hours and countless thousands of dollars. <laughs> Maybe not countless, we're keeping an eye on that, but thousands of dollars and, and so much time to put together the best graphic novel we possibly could, to hire the best professionals we could, and to uh, put together something that's really, really special. And it's available, uh, or it's supposed to be available very, very soon. Um, we're looking for your help to print it through Kickstarter. It's called The Kings of the Strip. Uh, There is on the front page of We Talk Podcast a sticky post for it, so you can find it that way, or you can just Google Kingdoms of the Strip Kickstarter, and you should be able to find it. Or you can just check out our social media because everybody's been tweeting about it. But uh, we really need your support on this. Uh, It's your way to support the, the entire network of We Talk Podcast. It's a way to support FTN and Stick Boy as well because we want to keep the doors open. So we need to, uh, you know, <laughs> we need to, uh, get some money in here, in for this because this has been a very expensive, uh, project.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, I just want to say, uh, I'm very proud of what you've done and the, the time and the effort you put into this, uh, and just I know how important this project is to you, so absolutely. Uh, moving forward until the end of the Kickstarter, uh, Stickboy will have a link to the Kickstarter on every every episode moving forward, so that if a, even one person can grab uh, grab it and give you guys a little bit of well earned money to help make this a reality, then that that's the least we can do uh, here. But people
0: can point. get a digital version. I mean, I know shipping is expensive, and that's out of our hands. It's just becoming crazy expensive. You can get a digital version of this though for fifteen dollars, which for a two hundred plus page graphic novel is not a bad deal.
1: I mean, I've got graphic novels here that are bigger than that and cost way more than that. So that's that's legitimately like oh, smaller than that. Uh, well, even like even bigger, and was it it was like quadruple that price. And the small one, even collecting I I had to stop collecting comics just based on the price alone. So the fifteen dollars, I'd say you're getting a steal of a deal. Uh I yeah, I wanted to make sure you had time and I figured putting this smack dab in the middle of this podcast was the best spot to put it. You got no choice Thank but, you but to so listen. Much you have no choice to listen but to listen because you don't know when we're going to throw to the next five matches and the next five matches are arguably the biggest five matches on the card and you want to know what we think on this so you, we're going to make you listen a little, a little bit but in all seriousness please support them. uh please support we talk i uh i i I will be making a donation myself uh here tomorrow because I look at that and I go, this is, this is one hell of a project. And, uh, I wish you
0: all the I, best. I really, truly can t- say to people with all of my heart that it reads well. It's a good book. It's not just 200 pages of somebody who didn't know what they were doing. This is, uh, somebody who uh, we've studied it for years and, and talked to comic book professionals and got advice. And, uh, it's, it reads really, really well. And the art is really pretty beautiful. Coloring and everything too, so it's it's quality book all around.
1: Uh, And there's a lot of there's a lot of cool swag that you get. I was I went through every tier, and I went through every tier with my dad on the phone. I sent it to him, and I was like, "Take a look at this. Look at what uh, my buddy uh, and his friends are doing. Take a look at uh, all the sections here." And he's like, "Oh, this
0: looks really cool." It is pretty cool. We got some really cool swag. You know, go support it. Anyways, let's get back to the let's get back to the podcast though.
1: <laughs> uh we absolutely should get back to the podcast. And uh I'm looking at the card here. I'm looking at it. I'm studying which match. And you know what? We'll go with this. Because we we talked about uh the pinnacle. Let's go Lucha Bros taking on FTR for the AEW World Tag Team titles. I'm gonna give you the floor again, man. You you
0: run with it. Sleeper for a match of the night, isn't it? Uh, it should be a spectacular match. I don't know, I don't, I'm trying to think of these two, I mean, obviously they've wrestled each other before, but I don't think they've had anything where they're going to have this amount of time and this, this much, this kind of spotlight on it, you know, where it should be memorable. Um, it's going to be, I think this is the third match, but, this should be one of the best matches in AEW of the year. I have no doubt about it. Uh I don't think the Lucha Bros are going to lose the titles already because they just got them. Um I don't think they'll be transitional champions. I don't see a lot of transitional champions in AEW. It's not really the way they book. Uh So I think they'll go over. But uh they might. I mean, there's always a chance, and that's part of what makes AEW fun. There's always a chance, whereas... Sometimes you're 100% positive this person's winning. There's always the chance with AEW that the other guy wins. You never know quite, cause, cause it doesn't ruin anybody. And, that should, that makes a very intriguing match. I think this is gonna be a lot of fun. And, uh, let's, let's see if they can ma- match, uh, some of the other tag team matches we saw from the Young Bucks as champions. Uh, Lucha Bros, uh,
1: yeah, this is gonna be, Fantastic. This match is gonna slap. Uh, this is gonna be fun. Uh, it's gonna be athletic. There's gonna be a story told. Uh, it's gonna be fun all the way through. Uh, Lucha Bros are coming off their last match on pay-per-view, which was arguably one of the matches of the year. It was a hell of a match. It's a hell of a match. And they're in, in the ring with two very talented gentlemen that are very, very good at tag team wrestling. Uh, I'm going to pick the Lucha Bros to retain, but I would not be shocked if FTR
0: got the title. I would yes, not Clash of Styles, but a good in a good way. Whereas it's not going to be a Clash where they don't work well together. So Clash of Styles is going to highlight what each one of them is good at and lead to a hell of a match.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um... Shifting gears now, uh, this,
1: this little match, Eddie Kingston, CM Punk, there's not been a lot of build. This match is just kind of thrown together. There's been no scathing <laughs> promos. There's no been, uh, the, the athletes tribune or, uh, athletes the sports tribune, uh, article on Eddie that made him even more of a baby face. None of that's happened, right? Right? No, no.
0: I, it's funny because, I mean, Punk is so beloved since he came back and it's 50-50 with the crowd that tells you just how much Eddie Kingston has connected to the crowd how much they and the match with Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson uh, certainly helped I think even more so to get him over to that level where they respect him but that's how beloved Eddie Kingston is that that he can you know have an equal reaction to CM Punk uh, an equal reaction to Daniel Bryan when he's, you know, perhaps even getting a slightly more of a reaction to Daniel Bryan, uh, you know, as far as cheers during the match. Uh, and he deserves it. He's, yeah, he's got his, he's got his drawbacks as a wrestler. He's not, you know, he's not Kenny Omega. But as a personality and as a promo, he's so real. And the crowd in this day and age really connects to people that are real more so than in the past, where it was such a work. And he's so real, and CM Punk's real too, you know. Um, and that's really what makes this work. I, w- I wouldn't mind if they just cut another fifteen-minute promo, uh, but as a match, I think it's going to be—I think it's going to be a slobberknocker. Um, I think Punk goes over, but I would put Kingston over.
1: I would too. I think Punk's gonna win, but I, I think Punk's the heel in this. And you know, uh, I believe someone had asked Eddie, uh, if it was intentional that that promo had, sh- uh, a similar flair to what, uh, uh, Cena and Punk's promo did. And they're like, that was, that was intentional. And it felt like that, cause it felt like, uh, the, the arrogant guy that's on top. Looking down on the guy that's had to claw and scratch for just an inch in professional wrestling. Um, I love the promo; it was great. I'm. I hope Eddie wins. I hope Eddie wins. I will not be shocked if Punk wins, but I'd really like to see Eddie win. Because it even it's not putting over a younger guy, but it's putting over a guy that is really connected with your audience. That I think there is value in Eddie winning.
0: Yeah I I agree. I think and I think it it would be good for Punk to show that he's willing to put somebody over. Yeah. I think it would be good for, I think the crowd would respect that as well.
1: I think it'd be good all around for everyone. Um next up is the Eliminator Tournament Finals. The winner will receive a future AEW World Champion. And we've got a man looking to be redeemed and can finally see his hot wife Miro taking on the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Holy crap. This is my, this is, this is one of my picks for match, potential match of the nights. This is, this is going to be a lot of fun. They're going to beat the hell out of each other. And you know what? I'd love to see Miro get the win. I'd really like to see Miro get the win.
0: I think Miro's going to get the win. Uh, You know, I'm picking an upset. And, uh, again, that leads to Hangman winning the title. Um, mm. you know, but I, I think the, the, I think this could be the debut of Lana. Uh, you know, CJ Perry. I think there's a very strong chance of that. And I think that's why he's going to go over.
1: The wa- The wife comes in to make the save so he can finally come home. Where has he been if he can't be at home? Don't think about it too much. <laughs> uh uh i I think this will be a great match. I think it'll be a great match. We've seen Brian Danielson is arguably wrestler of the year. We get close yeah. to, close and close to the end of the year. it's gonna be really hard for someone to talk me out of picking Brian.
0: yeah, I totally agree with you uh
1: next up we've got our two main. Titles right now. We've got, uh, we're gonna go with the women. We're gonna go Britt Baker defending her AEW women's title versus Ty Conti. This isn't the end of Britt's reign. This isn't the right person to have Britt, to have the throne Britt, but I think this should be a good match.
0: Yeah, it be a very good match. And, uh, Time might even get a visual, a visual pinfall, but not a pin or something like that, or, or definitely, you know, Rebel uh, Reba, whatever uh, her name is, could very well play into the finish or something, uh, uh, or Jamie Hayter, even. So that wouldn't surprise me. It should be. I think it'll be a really fun match. Uh, you know, both women work hard. Both women have approved so much in the last couple of years. Um, it's. Yeah, Britt Baker is, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa is the match they're building towards. Uh, I'm not sure that's the only money match with her. I don't even know if that's the biggest money match, but it's definitely a big match. And the crowd will definitely be into it. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's see, uh, you know, hopefully these women put on a tremendous match and, and, uh, Britt, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, goes over. I think that, I, I really hope they, they put on a, put on a good show. I really do.
1: Um now for the main event, what will be the main event. I can't see it being any other way. Uh we have the anxious millennial cowboy, Hangman Page, taking on Kenny Omega with Don Callis, that tiny piece of shit for the AEW world title. This has been building since before AEW even existed. They brought Hangman in to Bullet Club as the guy that they were going to groom and build up. He was was their young prodigy. And everyone heading into AEW was like, Hangman's the star. Hangman's the star. Hangman's the future of the elite. And we saw Hangman fall against Chris Jericho. And he struggled. And he struggled with his friends. His friends wouldn't second him. The Young Bucks would not come out to second him. In his biggest match, like what he what they would do for Kenny, all those times, in New Japan, and now Hangman loses, and it's just it's a spiral for Hangman until, almost haphazardly, gets paired up with Kenny in a tag match, and then they kind of get rolling. They get rolling because Kenny's that damn good, and Hangman's still very much dealing with his issues. But Hangman's no slouch in the ring, and they win the tag titles, which. They won ahead of the Young Bucks, so Hangman definitely held that over the Bucks' head. It's like, hey, I got to this before you guys did. And you guys are supposed to be this great tag team, which led us to arguably my favorite AEW match of all time to this point. Uh, the Young Bucks versus Kenny and Hangman. And we had teases. The, the, the elite. Kenny and the Bucks were in a spot to super kick Hangman's head off and didn't. And Hangman was in a position to buckshot Kenny's head clean off his shoulders after that match and didn't. But Hangman's demon. But he might have
0: if Kenny hadn't turned around.
1: It was close. It was very close. Uh, Hangman's been drinking. He struggled. The inner voices in his head aren't playing nice. And he's struggling. And FTR start whispering in his ear. And that leads to the the Elite and Hangman falling falling to pieces. And ultimately leading Kenny down the path that he's on now. Because they lost the tag titles. And then that opened the door for Callus to get whispering in Kenny's ear. And then they wrestled. They wrestled at full gear last year. And Kenny won. And Hangman... Was left defeated again. And then Kenny and the Elite. Showed their true colors. Hangman was left. But he wasn't left alone. And he found friends. In the Dark Order. And in finding those friends. He had enough momentum to have a 5 on 5. Match. Elimination match. Where if they won. They would have got tag team title shots. And a world title shot. And. It looked alright. Hangman put up a hell of a fight. But Hangman and his friends failed. And instead of rejecting his friends. Because he never joined the Dark Order. I want to make that clear. He never joined the Dark Order. But they're his friends that supported him. And when he returned, they weren't like, hey, you bailed. It was, you need time away. We support you we're here for you. And then they teamed up with Hangman. And they had they they beat the Elite. They sent a very clear message. And now here we are almost 2 years after almost 2 years after the formation of All Elite Wrestling, the first major long-term story I think coming to its conclusion of Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. And by God, Hangman is winning. I will bet, I will bet my hat that Hangman is winning and becoming AEW world champion. I was very long-winded, but I,
0: I just kind of start going with okay. it. You know, I, I'm not as confident as you. I do think Hangman's going to win, but it wouldn't be surprised the other way because CM Punk and Brian Danielson are waiting in the wings. So that's that's a, a very good reason to put over uh you know put over omega and have him hold on to the belt storyline wise yes uh hangman is storyline wise this is the time for him to win cuz this is the redemption spot and uh you know he's come back i mean i'm a little annoyed because because the fact was that that 5 on 5 match that he lost was you, they were never supposed to get a title, tag title shot and he was never supposed to get the world title shot. And then he wins the world title shot by becoming the Joker and, and, you know, winning the, uh, the casino battle royal or whatever the hell it was. Uh, no, it was the casino ladder match or whatever, what, what was it called? Uh, it was the casino ladder match, yeah. Casino ladder match. So, I mean, that is, he shouldn't even have been in there logically as long as, Omega had the title. Um, but okay, that's fine. They found a way around it. Um, Redemption-wise, yes, storyline-wise, he should win. Big money match-wise, pay-per-view selling match-wise, he should lose. Um, his biggest match is not as big as Omega's biggest match. So that's why you can make the argument the other way. But I, I do think you have to keep in mind, Dave Meltzer said when they were starting this company – Oh, the long-term plan is for Hangman Page to be the champion, for him to be the biggest star in the company, for him to be the babyface leading star of the company. That was the long-term plan when Coney Khan opened the company. And if that's the long-term plan, then now is the time to pull the trigger, which is why I think he does win. I
1: do too. Uh, You just listen to the crowd, and I just don't think you can get the crowd back to this point for Hangman if he loses.
0: I thought that last time and then they did.
1: I think this may be pushing their luck.
0: I think it's very key that since he's come back and won the casino ladder match, he hasn't come out with a drink. Yeah. It was something he had before he, he was left and something we haven't seen from him since he's come back. Uh, the, the one thing I'd like to see cowboy shit's really over.
1: Yeah. Cowboy shit's really over. Uh, I really like that promo
0: that he cut about what what is cowboy shit. Even Jim Cornette said that was one of the best babyface promos he'd seen.
1: It was really good. It was really good. Because paternity leave is absolutely cowboy shit. Like, putting that stuff over just speaks volumes about the mindset of the people in this company. I agree. And, And... it cooled off, it potentially cooled off one of your hottest baby faces in Hangman by letting him go and be on paternity leave, but they did it fucking anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Hangman has, yeah, I, this is, this is the time. Strike while the iron's hot. I know that there are more money matches for Kenny and I think you're going to be able to get to them. Uh, but this is this is the one match that I think you see Hangman win. And
0: it's one of the few times I've wanted to see Kenny lose. And, and one of the things is Hangman could win it and lose it back in three months. It wouldn't be good for him. I don't think it would kill him. You know, it wouldn't be good for him, though. But that is something we could see as well. Yeah,
1: and I mean, it, it really depends on how they do it, how they plan things out. There's definitely a lot of a lot of ways that they can do stuff. Um, a
0: one and, man is booking this company. No writers are writing it, and uh, you know what? Uh, it's good storylines. It's good wrestling. It's good promos, and they hate all their time cues. What a surprise. How impossible is that? But eh, they do it anyways.
1: I know, right? Like, wrestling
0: was done for forever until a few years ago.
1: Well, and I mean the thing is, this is this is also speaks to Kenny's storytelling. Cuz Kenny Kenny's a very 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 good storyteller.
0: He's a very creative guy, very creative.
1: And I think he just speaks volumes. Uh I don't think that uh that that his friend over on the other side of the pond. I don't think uh I don't think that well, more than a couple ponds away. Uh, but his, his, his lover, his friend, I don't think that reference was, uh, just a throwaway line. I mean, anything that ki- kind of involves Kenny, I feel like there's a little bit more th- thought ahead of what he's thinking of doing.
0: Or it could be the hangman just thought it would be the most way to take a dig at him and get an ooh from the crowd. It could be. Or it could be that Kenny Omega said it, said to him, say this. Yeah, you know, I'd be really, cu- I'd be
1: really curious, but I just want a Bushi, and I just want a Bushi, and AEW. It, it, that uh, my bias is showing,
0: uh, the the one thing I'd like to see, and I I want New Japan to open up so AEW guys can go over there. You see. know, I want I want the them to open up the and. You know, I mean, they're still excuse me there, excuse me, um, they've recently had some loosening of the restrictions and that's good heading into the Tokyo Dome but we really need to see, uh, you know, um, th- them hopefully open everything up soon so we can get crowds that are cheering again in New Japan because that adds so much Oh yeah. as well as, you know, get some AEW stars over there.
1: Uh, I My one side tangent is, man, I'd love to see Dante Martin in a Best of Super Juniors.
0: Yeah, Uh, what does he weigh? I don't know, but he's, I'm not sure. He's tall, but he's thin. Yeah. Who knows? I would love to Uh, see Leo Rush in. Leo Rush, I mean, that was the thing about that match. He's so charismatic. Even though the crowd was booing him at the first, they were going crazy for him by the end. It's just He's so charismatic.
1: It. I think this is the first real time a national audience has been presented Leo Rush in that the way.
0: real Leo Rush, yeah.
1: And it worked. Um, yeah. the, the last thing on the main event is I'd love to see a callback and not have any interference or fuckery or too much interference and fuckery, but I'd love to see... Much like when Kenny won uh, the IWGP heavyweight title and he was surrounded, uh, the Bucks were there, and uh, Abushi was there. I'd love to see the Dark Order be there for Hangman in his moment of triumph.
0: Yeah. I don't know that we will see that. I I get the feeling the only person we're going to see is Callus. He is going to get involved, and Hangman has to overcome that. That's just babyface heel storytelling. But who knows? I mean, it would be fun. There's. there's I, think they come, I think if they come out to the ring immediately afterwards and lift him up like Bret Hart was lifted up at WrestleMania 10 after beating Yokozuna for the belt, I think that works too. I think mean, I do too. I absolutely do too. Um, like Inner Circle did to uh, Sammy
1: when he won. Yeah. They they don't need him there, but they're there in the wing supporting. Yeah. Uh, Morton. Thank you for coming on and talking uh about everything. It's been a while, but I'm really excited for Saturday.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I always it's always a highlight on the calendar anytime you're about to have a pay-per-view with uh AEW. They 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 haven't put on a bad one yet. I don't think they put on a bad show yet. They put on some that are all right. They're just average, like a 6 out of 10, but they, I don't think they've ever put on a bad show. But they've never put on anything but an excellent pay-per-view. So, there's no reason to think looking at this card that's going to end now. So, uh, yeah, please go support AEW and, uh, first go buy the book Kickstarter <laughs> Kings think, of the Strip. I think that's an 80s glam metal band from uh, the yeah. Sunset Strip.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that's an excellent combo. I think that's definitely the way the, the audience wants to go. Uh, any final thoughts on the pay per view? nope go buy the book and <laughs> I will echo that sentiment go buy the book support this man and thank you for listening and I'm sure we'll be back with more the wrestling's been so crazy I'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about in the next little bit so until next time we'll be back with more One Fall Podcast
0: and good night.